I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Guess what, Amy? What, Chip? It's almost it's almost Thanksgiving. Oh my god! Did you like my turkey? Yeah, I like your turkey. It's uh, let's hear your best turkey. I don't. So okay, let's. I want to say. I want to say some about Thanksgiving, <laughs> everyone. I just want to say that it's wonderful to have days of gratitude, and you know, I think that some of the things that Thanksgiving is based on is might not be the most joyful. Are you talking about pilgrims? I'm talking about the raping and pillaging of. The indigenous whoa, folks. Whoa, whoa, you're going there. I was just talking about eating a lot of turkey and passing out and then perhaps drinking a lot of wine and passing out from that, too. Is that how you <laughs> give thanks? <laughs> I give thanks by making a lot of food and I like that. usually some raw desserts and doing a lot of affirmations with the people I love. That includes you. I'm a big fan of giving thanks and I like getting together with the family and I think that I'm I'm also a huge fan for myself of also... Um, uh, remembering or um, also, also including the other pieces that might not be so shiny that um, I think that is often bypassed. This episode is on um, core desires with my teachers, uh, Danielle Horrell and Celeste Hirschman of Somatica. I took Somatica in 2016. Yeah. We, I did a podcast episode on open relationships and non-monogamy with Celeste. Um, they wrote a new book, which you'll hear all about that we're super excited that about. That means they could be your teachers too. You could buy the book. You yep. could take the class. You could do the Somatica training if you wanted. It's pretty full. It fills up pretty quickly. Man, yeah. they're Actually, I don't think it gets full. I think they take a lot oh. of humans. It's just that they take, it's just gets, it's big. It's in the Bay Area. Yeah, it's in the Bay Area. Um, so you can learn more. We'll give you the website and all that stuff too. But we're, we're excited about the book. It's called Coming Together. It's a brilliant name. Brilliant. I love the name. I, I complimented them. Uh, and just reading good book titles that stick with you. Yeah. Because you're like, wait, coming together. And I also love the idea of core desires. And we'll talk more about that. But we've talked about it on our podcast before. But um, it's really helpful to get more clear on what the feeling is that you want around intimacy of being touching, touching and being touched versus like all the little wants and things. Um, and they give more of a formula on how to figure that out. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to an awesome brand called Coco Jolie. Um, they make handmade artisanal chocolates made with the finest organic ingredients. April and I got some boxes at the Sex Expo. They were so beautiful. Like, I'm like, how do they make these art pieces? And then you didn't want to eat them because they were so, they were pretty. so pretty. But I was like, but I got to try. Oh, no, I ate them. Have you ever opened up a box of chocolates that you like so received? And the, like three-fourths of them are just one bite out of them because someone partners. <laughs> Someone really wanted to try. <laughs> they want to try every single one. Yeah. I mean, these ones are absolutely gorgeous. They're like little art pieces. It's the perfect gift item because we do have holidays and things coming up. They're delicious. They had flavors like passion fruit and amaretto and all kinds of amazing things. And they're just go check it out. If you just, if anything, just go look at the website to see what I'm talking about. Because I had never seen chocolates that look like this. 
It's CocoJolie.com. That's C-O-C-O-J-O-L-I-E.com. And you can order online and then they'll ship it right to you. Or if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, stop by their flagship store in Inglewood, New Jersey. And guess what? Our listeners get 10% off with the code SHAMELESS at CocoJolie.com. Go check it out. Your mouth will thank you for it. Yum, 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 yum. I want to share something right before we answer a sex question, yes. right before we get into that. You're pregnant. <laughs> you always say that. Your man's got a vasectomy. Yeah. That would be a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a, Christmas miracle. <laughs> it's a Hanukkah miracle. <laughs> I just want to say that we've been having a lot of success with these contests on Instagram. Thank you for all of those folks out there listening that are participating and entering our contests. They're always to raise some kind of awareness um, to educate folks without trying to educate them. Uh, And we just did the Movember prostate awareness campaign and it was great. If you're not following us on Instagram, please go to at shameless sex podcast and follow us on Instagram. And I haven't done this in a long time. Just a quick if you will take the minute of your day and give us five stars on iTunes and just write awesome. If that's all you want to do, that really helps us move up the ladder and help folks find us that are looking for sex information and sex education and sexual empowerment and people that want to join the same shameless sex revolution and didn't even know that it existed. And for anyone who writes reviews saying that in the beginning, we talked too much about ourselves. We now put in the show notes the time when the interview starts, so you can fast forward. So please don't put that in the reviews anymore because we now do that. We say the interview starts at minute 13. I'm wondering if people that have given us maybe negative feedback still listen. If you have given us negative feedback and still listen, you're still here. will you email us at shamelesssexpodcast at gmail.com and tell us that you're still listening? Because we you, listen to your feedback. I gave you one star, but for some reason I still listen to you. Yeah, I still listen to you. <laughs> you make me want to jump I bet we won't get any emails. I don't think we will. <laughs> but I wanted to know. Yeah, but if you give us five stars, you can email us too. All right. <laughs> Sex question. My boyfriend is a very sheltered person who was not told a lot about sex or sexual relationships growing up. Because of this, we've had some tough barriers with communication that we've had to break through when we come when we first got together and i asked him to go get tested because i like to practice safe sex he said and he thought since he had only slept with one person that it wasn't a big deal but i did not trust the other person that he had sex with come to find out three months later he never got tested and i tested positive for chlamydia I'm having a hard time finding trust and safety in this relationship, and I am considering ending it. What do you think my next step should be? By the way, I listen to your podcast every day, and I love it so much. It's helped me through so much trauma in relationships with my parents and with significant others, and it's also helped me get out of my box. I am forever thankful for what you guys do every day. It has also given me the courage to pursue a career in sex education. Oh, oh like maybe it. this listener will take the somatica training. Hey, yeah. Uh, Stay tuned. I just want to briefly touch on the fact that starting uh, with people that are out of integrity and don't tell the truth, especially when it has to do with, with um, your own body safety, that to me is really hard. And I would struggle with trust and trusting them as well. And I personally, and I will only tell you what I would do, um, which would be right for me. I would probably have to walk away from this situation because um, once, you know, I'm not one of the, like, I hold grudges, I forgive, but that particular thing I'm wounded because as I shared on a, a podcast before, I have some, some things that occurring or some shame and, and some trauma around STDs. And so for me, it's kind of a deal breaker. If someone treads on that 
specific part. And I don't want to generalize because it's not every case is different. I'm just saying my advice to myself, if I was asking this question would be, you got to walk away. There's other folks out there and people that you can align with and be real with. And that can be authentic and tell you the truth. So maybe that's hard to hear, but that's what I would do. And Amy might have something totally different. Well, I'm curious what your partner's saying. Are they saying, oh, it shouldn't be a big deal or I'm so sorry. I didn't think it was a big deal. But now that you say this, I realize it is a big deal. Um, you know, or are they just trying to pretend like it didn't happen? So what is your partner, partner's, your boyfriend's response to all of this, knowing that um, this is really hurtful to you? What have you said to convey your hurt, you know, and, and how like this put you at risk? You got chlamydia and luckily with chlamydia, you can take like one pill and get rid of it. But luckily you found out you had chlamydia. Not everyone has symptoms from it. Um, could have been something else that was uh, that was with you for a lifetime. Um, so I'm just really curious about those conversations of between the two of you and um, yeah, like as April said, if he's just kind of like downplaying it and isn't really acknowledging uh, how big this is, that the integrity that he didn't follow through with, um, I, yeah, I would say I don't know why that would give you reason to trust deeply. Um, and if he is, you know, people do make mistakes at, at times and they learn. And, and, you know, I've had partners, I've had partners who, um, or a partner that uh, cheated on me many times, didn't use condoms. Luckily, I didn't get any STIs, but I didn't find out till three years later that they cheated on me multiple times without condoms. And I got lucky, didn't get any STIs, but I totally could have. And, you know, that person uh, ended up, they messed up a number of times and I was able to forgive them because I saw that, you know, we broke up for a while and that they had uh, transformed in a lot of ways. Um, but if I didn't have evidence that they really realized their lack of integrity, that they made shifts, then I don't know how easy it would be to stay. So, yeah, I think it really depends on what's happening in that relationship. And if you're trying to learn how to, to trust with them, I think the way people learn how to trust again is when they felt really understood. Right. That And that was sort of my point to you is that you might not have all of the 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 situational stuff that I have for lack of a better word to describe the stuff that I have with, with STIs and STDs. And, and so if that's the case and, and you are okay with moving forward, knowing that that happened and they didn't get tested when they told you that they did, and then you got an STD, um, yes, that for me would be hard, but you might, you might choose that this person is great and you align with them and that it's for you and that's okay too. I'd, I'd say to sort of state your boundaries and let them know how important it is to be uh, communicating wholly what what's going on. If if as long as they're in integrity and you feel good about it, then move forward. If I look back at all the times I was in situations with partners where they actually were doing shady shit, but my deep down, I kind of knew. You knew it. Yeah. yeah. My gut feeling, like, and maybe I didn't know the full story, but my gut feeling is like, mm, there's something going on here, but I chose to be naive instead. Um, and I didn't, you know, instead of being like, what's going on? So I would say also, you know, there's often our gut instinct really is, can be somewhat accurate. Maybe it's not completely accurate. Um, I know other people who have been cheated on that say something very similar. And so this is specifically speaking to cheating. Um, but yeah, if your gut is saying like, mm, this, it's not safe here, then I would say it might be important to honor your gut. Now it's definitely an exploration because sometimes our it's not our gut talking; it's just our fear and insecurity. So um, that's a whole different podcast, though. Well, so, there you go. So good you luck to you, and awesome for pursuing a career in sex education. Yeah, I love that. Trust your gut, and I guess and your pussy. 
your pussy too. Yeah. And your head. My 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 pussy these days is quite brilliant. Quite yeah. brilliant. I love this thing and wet. Okay. <laughs> so and speaking of sex education, um, I'll read the bio for the two awesome women that created Somatica. Danielle Horrell, PhD, and Celeste Hirschman, MA, are the co-creators of the Somatica Method trademark of sex and relationship coaching and the co-founders of the Somatica Institute. Somatica is a cutting edge experiential coaching approach that helps clients shift their neuro patterning so that they can find new, more fulfilling and express forms of relating emotionally and sexually in their Somatica courses. Celeste and Danielle train professional sex and relationship coaches and help individuals and couples transform their lives through personal growth in the arena of sex and relationships. They have co-authored three books, Making Love Real, Cockfidence, love the name, and Coming Together, which is their latest book that we will talk about all in this podcast. To learn more, visit somaticainstitute.com. Chip, are you ready? I can't wait. But first... This podcast is made possible by Manscaped. Ho, 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 you naughty little reindeers. Christmas is almost here, and I caught Mommy kissing Santa Claus because Daddy had a hairy bush. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer and called it the Lawnmower 2.0. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology and comes inside their perfect package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything your man, your dad, and your brother needs to keep them trimmed and smelling nice down there. Penis owners, it's time to step up your game. Penis admirers, you just discovered a great gift for all the men in your life. And to get you started, our listeners get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SHAMELESS and your bits will be sure to thank you for it. And now back to the show. All right, everyone. Episode time. Uh, we have one repeat guest. And then this this time around, we actually have Danielle Harrell here, uh, the two wonderful women from Somatica. Uh, if you've heard, we did an episode with uh, Celeste, who's here as well, on non-monogamy. I don't remember the number, but it was a while was ago. Yeah, yeah. Quite a while ago. Yeah, a while ago. Uh, and as you heard in the bio, they wrote another book, their third book, Coming Together, which we're going to talk all about uh, the core desires and how they work with clients and this and then what they include in this amazing book. Um, I've read, I haven't fully read the book yet, but I read some little key points on it and I'm really excited about it. I actually did their Somatica training in 2016, which is where we're just talking about this, where I met Emily from Sex with Emily. Um, and, and that's what part of why April and I started this podcast uh, and got so much out of it. It's I work with clients currently to this day uh, based on what I've learned from them. And uh, I love everything that they have to share. They're masters at working with all people, singles, couples on sex and relationships. Um, so super excited to have you both here. Thank you for coming back to the show. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure. We're so happy to be here. So can you, you start a little bit, because I mean, it's in your bio, but a little bit more about um, how you got to be where you are today. And I know you've talked about this, Celeste, in our other podcast, but for our new listeners, you know, how did you get to be where you are today in your careers in this uh, human sexuality realm? How did I get here? It always feels like a, <laughs> a long, convoluted story, but uh, I was just a horny teenager. <laughs> That's my root. Um, and I was really interested in sex and sexuality as a young person, you know, both for myself in an embodied way, but also just 
I was so curious about how much power it held. Like I love to play with flirtation and just like talking to people about sex because I could see it flushed up so much energy inside of them because there's like repression and shame and arousal and it's all happening at once. And so I just thought this is a place where there's so much interesting stuff to work on. I want this to be my life work. And it was a long path to get here, but I did my master's in human sexuality studies. Danielle and I met in the sexological bodywork training and we just had such a consistent vision about how we felt people needed to learn these things in an experiential way because you can't learn, you know, playing guitar from a book or someone talking to you about it. You actually have to touch and, you know, stroke and get those notes right. Um, And that's really how we teach sexuality as well. So that was my path. Um, So it sounds cliche, but I was also a horny teenager, but not like so... But I took it to the books. I was not very, I was not very confident to go out and play the field. But I really, really knew everything about sex. I was really horny, and I read Masters of Johnson. I was like all savvy, women on top, like that. All, all of it was just like I had a huge library of things that I read. But you know, like it wasn't very popular to be a sexologist back then or in my family. So I buried it and I went to study psychology. And uh, when we moved to the U.S., I really felt like um, through my some, some work around childbirth and interested in women empowerment, I remember someone showed me the Betty Dodson's video on women masturbating together and I was like oh my god it's so crazy who does that but I got immediately sucked into it and I went to the institute and got my PhD and decided that the hands-on is the way to really help people and as Celeste said that's where we met and um, the rest is history. And so somatica, can you just tell our listeners, just uh, looks I mentioned, they've heard me talk about it and, you, and it's a little bit in your bio, but will you ex- explain to our listeners the kind of what somatica is about? I heard you say, you know, experiential um, is part of the, the learning and the healing, but can you give like a cliff notes version of what people can want to want to know about somatica? Yeah, we believe that people learn um, intimacy both emotional and erotic intimacy by actually practicing with it in real time. So in the Somatica training, we teach people, both people who are interested in personal growth around sex and relationships and people who want to be coaches, how to learn kind of step-by-step how to be more emotionally vulnerable and connected, how to share feelings and boundaries, how to work with consent, and then all of the erotic stuff as well, like how to seduce someone how to find out what really turns you on how to talk about it and that's really what the book is so much about is that kind of like how to know what turns you on and how to teach another person and we teach in that very experiential way and we want everybody to have access to those tools because it's really how you have the hottest sex that you can possibly have and the deepest emotional intimacy but I think what Celeste and I also do a lot as we build the somatica and also, you know, like see what we feel is missing out there because somatica is built a lot of what we feel is missing out there, what we feel that other professions are not touching uh, to the same way that we touch. A lot of what we do is really kind of like think a lot about what makes people Uh, feel, think, and want to connect. And so we do a lot of philosophizing around relationship and sex and go deep into understanding 
you know, like what is it that makes people want to do what they want to do? And I think, uh, so it's not just the tools that people see that are experiential, but we also bring a new way of looking at sex and relationship that is not very uh, familiar. I think it has a, has a lot of novelty to it, which I do think that coming together is our kind of like flagship in that way. It's like the thing that we, the biggest thing that we, one of the big things that we bring into the, into the helping people have better sex and relationship, like giving them a new lens and a new, new way to talk about it. I love the title coming together. I'm like, love that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the core desires, our core desires, and what exactly is this? And why is this important in sexual relationships um, for each of us to identify? So we go to sex. So many people think that they go to sex to have orgasms. And actually, people don't think that's the only <laughs> Don't think about why they go to sex. They just want to do it. And they don't know why they want to do it. They don't necessarily know what motivates them and why one person is a good sexual partner and another person is not necessarily a good sexual partner. And most people don't know what's the motivation, right? So what is the thing that they want to get out of having sex? So Many people, if they think about it, if you ask them, they think, I like this position. I like that I'm having orgasms. And other going to say, I like to feel the connection and I like to feel something. And But the truth is, when I always ask people, why bother? Because it's a lot of work to have sex. It's not just simple, right? You need to connect. You have to find a partner. You need to like tell them or hopefully describe what will make you tick and find what will make them tick. So what we the core desires is actually the reason why we want to have sex for desires is what the motivation is and we all go to sex because we want to feel something we want to get some sort of a feeling and experience of ourselves in a way that we we missed as we were growing up or we we didn't get this this uh, uh feeling work I'm going to say it again. This feeling kind of got like a negative rep for us. And we want to do a little reparation around that. And through our sexuality, we get an opportunity to play out a different scenario and work up to kind of heal ourselves. So what, so this is, this is something that people can, so how, well, how do people understand where their core desires are? What's the process? And I'm sure that's, you explain all of that in the book, but how do they understand more of that? What is the uncovering of that? Yeah, so we have a lot of different pathways to kind of find out what it is your core desires are. Um, And the idea is that you kind of want to look at your fantasies or look at what turns you on in movies or books, and you want to start to boil it down. But what is that making me feel? So what are the emotional responses that I'm having? Do I want to feel desired or punished or taken or adored or seen or merged? You know, there's all this sort of like juiciness for different people in those feelings. And some people have like, you know, I want to feel... um, I think we sometimes separate them into positive and negative categories, but it's not like that. Like to, to want to feel punished is actually going to meet the same kind of arousal need as to want to feel taken by, you know, in someone else. Um, and, and we kind of separate it into two different categories. One is like people who want to feel the kind of um, resolution feeling. So people who maybe they felt like they were very much ignored and so they want to feel adored. But then other people want to repeat the thing that was challenging, but to do it with a sense of agency. 
Like I'm in control of this punishment now. Maybe before punishment was something that just happened to me, but now I get to tell you exactly how I want to be punished. And this is the kind of spanking I want. This is the caning that I want. And then I want you to hold me afterwards and tell me how amazing I was that I could take all of that, right? Or whatever it is. And that that gives you the same kind of arousal. So we really celebrate everybody's desires. We don't put them into positive and negative categories. Like what is going to get you to your highest level of hotness? What's up, shameless sex fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also, let me ask you this. Who can relate to this story? Things were once so good in the bedroom with my partner, and now it's a mess, and I don't know what to do. Where's or, my happily ever after, yeah, where's Amy? My ha- yeah, yeah, what about me? Or how about so many aspects of my life are fantastic, but when it comes to sex and relationships, I feel so lost. Yep, been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. And this is why you all need Shameless Sex, the, the book. book. We give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful, right, Amy? We're always playful. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you choose. If you want, want hardcover, yeah. audio. Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered. <laughs> I love, so you sent out an email that uh, I got that I was talking about. Um, I think you had like a free little mini class or, or um or, or some like some info on how people like five tips or something. And you had a feelings list. I love feelings lists. They make me so happy. And you, especially for folks who are identifying with a feeling is hard, right? It's hard sometimes to come up with the word of what I feel emotionally, but also physically. So I just want to read some things in the feeling list. Also, I think it's just really hot. All the words that you use is imagine them how I want to feel in a sexual context. I won't read all of them, but loved, calm, degraded, powerful, free, precious, beautiful, connected, considered, Playful, vulnerable, cared for, ravish, manipulative, or manipulated maybe, (laughs) exploitative, um, sacred, afraid, penetrated, consumed, secretive, exposed, merged, irresistible. I I mean, I just let this, there's so much more to it. But I I love that that you're saying there isn't a hierarchy. There isn't something that's better, one one better than the other, and that you're dividing these categories. I totally get that, that it might be the, the owning it and taking it back, like, yeah, I want to I want to feel like a slut, a dirty little slut and <laughs> taking that back, you know, making that mine or something else where you're um it might be like the opposite of what you actually received. So I I I love this love this question. I'm so excited about what you're all doing. So I my question is kind of um around sharing these core desires with your partner, especially to tap into hotter sex. Uh, Cause that is always, you know, it's a goal of mine. I'm sure our listeners feel the same. So how can we, how can we use these to tap in? I think there's a few um, steps to sharing with your partner. The first one is creating a safe space to share. 
because there's so much vulnerability and potential judgment in these conversations. And they can go to like deep, deep intimacy, or they can go to like big, massive fights and misunderstandings because it's so vulnerable. And that's where like our biggest triggers are, but also our biggest intimacy is available to us. So creating that safe container where we're not judging the other person, we're celebrating their desires. We also have our boundaries. So we're not saying I'm going to be able to meet all of those needs that you have because we may or may not, you know, and if we take that pressure off, it's easier to create a safe container. And then the next step is to verbalize both what you want to feel, your core desires, and what you want to do, your hottest sexual movies. We can talk more about that and the specifics of what gets you to those feelings. And then you want to teach them physically and verbally how to do it, right? Like actually show them the kind of touch and looks and words, all of those kinds of things. So you're not just like talking about it, which most people don't even get to that point, but you're actually teaching each other. And we just have lots of instructions about how to do that. Mm-hmm. And so are you saying with all these things that, you know, this list of the, the core desires is do most people have like one or two dominant ones? Are there things that are changing all the time? Um, what, are, what are you seeing? Yeah, it's definitely people have one or two or three, but they're very dominant. They're kind of like unique to each person, both the combination of what is it that they want to feel and also the route, which is the hottest sexual movie of how they want to get there. Mm-hmm. For example, someone can want to feel special, right? But they can get to this route by doing, I don't know, by uh, feeling like someone is bringing them flowers and taking care of them, or they can get to this route by being spanked well based on exactly how they want to be spanked, right? So they can, so you can say, I have this feeling, but then like understanding the route to actually fulfill it is a very unique, it's almost like we each have our unique fingerprints. It has a unique flavor to it. Mm. And so this is one when the those things where if you're getting the feeling that you desire, maybe you said there's you know maybe one or two dominant ones. This is what leads to hot sex versus you know if if I'm um, having sex and I'm not leaving with this feeling or or having this feeling during our interaction. That's like the okay sex where I think you all called in somatic like the kitty menu sex or something. Where yeah. <laughs> You might be feeling more like, yeah, it was, it was all right. And like, I could do a couple more times, but I don't think I want that every day. Yeah, those are the McNuggets of sex, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, I love McNuggets, but you don't want McNuggets every single day. You, know, you want to add some other things to the menu. So what if uh, d- there's major differences? Like you're in a partnership with someone. You say you already signed up for the partnership. You're already in it for three years. You're listening to this podcast. You're like, shit, okay, what, here's my feelings. Here's your feelings. Here's how I want to feel, my core desires, your core desires. And they're, they're different. How do the people work together? Well, and I think those differences are exactly what lead to like low sex marriage, sexless marriage, lost the spark complaints, because there's these big differences. They don't know how to talk about them. They don't know how to navigate the incompatibilities. And again, that's really what the book is all about. And we teach people both how to really teach each other and accept each other's um, core desires and how to sexual movies. But also when there are differences, how do you deal with those differences? Like, are there ways to bridge it by finding, like to make a bridge by finding totally different movie that works for both of you? 
you know, whereas the one that you thought was going to be the one you needed, you might not need that because another one could give you the same feeling, but it's also compatible with your partner. So we get very creative around bridging. And then if that's not possible, we look at turn taking. It's like, maybe I just want to have exactly what I want tonight. And you get to have exactly what you want tomorrow night, or I get the first hour and you get the second hour. You know? <laughs> and, and that, that, and sometimes even turn-taking can be better, even if bridging is possible. Like if you really want to get exactly what you want, then turn-taking can be better. So it's not like we're saying you should bridge. Um, and if you can't, then turn-take. It's like, let's see what really works so that each of you get as much as possible without anyone crossing their boundaries or doing something that they don't want to do. And then you maximize pleasure mm. and, and um, maximize desire. Because, you know, these people like... I have low libido or I'm not getting an erection, right? So much of that comes from not getting your core desires met in your sex. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you might not need drugs at all or, you know, hormones or any of those things. You might just need to learn each other's movies and to iron out some of these incompatibilities. So you both have mentioned these movies uh, quite frequently during this conversation. Can you explain more about the hottest sexual movies? I'm curious. Yeah, so the hottest sexual movie, and maybe just to kind of piggyback on what Celeste said first, just to say something, you know, sometimes people just when they start to hear both about the feelings that they want to feel, because again, like most people kind of go in the dark and they try stuff and what work might not work, right? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> <Spoken> around. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, sex just happened, you know? But if you start to become much more precise, it really helps create better experiences, including uh, sometimes understanding or many times understanding that sex starts way, way before actual physical engagement happens. You know, for example, for many women, sex starts with uh, feeling cared for right? Like, oh my God, you did like, you know, I know my friends was like, oh my God, he took care of the kids. I feel so horny. You know, like sex can start in different realms completely than just being sex. So starting to take it into account and understanding that sex is about or horniness or arousal come from really tapping into some emotional need that makes a huge difference in the conversation. Okay, y'all time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by some of our favorite things. Uber Lube is one of them. It's a luxurious lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. Seriously? There are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uber Lube to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. Amy, I know you love Uber Lube too. What do you love? I love Uber Lube because it has no flavor, no scent, and it feels absolutely amazing on my body. In fact, I want it everywhere. I even use it in my hair, for my hair frizzies, for massage, and it can also prevent chafing. Oh, and the bottle is gorgeous. It's discreet and looks like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, go check out uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, code SHAMELESSSEX and 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS is a research-based online program that helps you add more sexy things to your menu. OMGS studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva. Amy, tell us why you love OMGS. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years and it has changed their lives. Whether you're already having good orgasms and want to have even better orgasms, 
Or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime or even learn how to pleasure someone else's vulva. OMGS will have something for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD that money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless and our listeners get $5 off. That's omgs.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off. Go check it out now. And back to the show. I want to tell you my hottest sexual movie, my core desire, my, and then I want to see maybe you, either of you have some hottest sexual movie that you want to share if you feel like being vulnerable. But I think it's really good to have a personal example. So like my current hottest sexual movie, I really want to feel special. So my current hottest sexual movie starts with like lots of like kissing and eye contact. We like kiss for a while, but then we just stare in each other's eyes. And like, if somebody like holds my face or like pulls my face towards them, then I feel really desired and wanted and more special. And then there's lots of time for warm up, And so my pussy can get super, super wet. And then I feel really special about how wet my pussy is getting. And if they touch it and they go, oh my God, you're so wet. That really turns me on. <laughs> and then you know, and then maybe they're going to warm up, you know, like know how to give me some orgasms before we even start having intercourse. So that, and that makes me feel special because they've learned my body so I can have some orgasms and then we go into intercourse and, but maybe there's some, like a little bit of spanking. Cause I like to be kind of like, you know, like I like the person to be a little bit dominant and like taking charge of the situation. That also makes me feel special. So everything comes back to special for me, but ultimately it's like, I feel like they really are there with me they want me so bad and all of those little things that happen along the way are like indicators that I'm special to them that they want to give me lots of orgasms that my pleasure is really important to them and they'll go to great lengths and tire themselves out and get really sweaty I love when they sweat for me you know so all of that is part of my sexual movie for example I, I think so. I've I've had the pretty, pretty consistent one. It's so funny as someone who is um, is uh, now single. I was talking to April about this like a month or two ago, and I was like talking about how quickly I get. I'm not get. I don't force them to or manipulate them to, but I very quickly I have I get partners into this daddy little girl dynamic. <laughs> very quickly, I had a friend ask like, "How do you do that?" I'm like, oh, they just say uh, some comment in a text message, and I respond with like, "Okay, daddy," and then all of a sudden, bam, daddy little girl dynamic. And we're playing into it. Um, so my mine often comes with that, but it's really more about um, uh, this feeling of wanting to feel feeling taken care of, and it's energetically, emotionally, it's not buying me lavish gifts, but it gets, but it's that like they got this it's similar to what you're talking about celeste like there's there is a specialist to it but that you know they're just there to take care of me i can show up and have you know, cry gasms like me angry I can be, all the things and that they can hold that space for me and they're doing it in a way where they're kind of the guy the leader um more dominant and then it can come in these ways with these little you know daddy little girl di- dynamics dominant submission dynamics it can also happen in very like can deeply connected loving tantric dynamics but and where i'm being very you know, much worshipped and adored from head to toe. And my, you know, it's more about my pleasure and orgasms than theirs. Um, so that's, I mean, I, and that's pretty consistent. Like when I have that, great sex, yes. great sex. And when that's not there, I can have other, again, other, like I can have good sex, but that's something that you know, if I think of also like a long-term partnership, I would, that would need to be somewhat stable. Yes. What I love about what you said, Amy, is that it is like, it's really about the feeling and it sounds like you have way more flexibility around how to get there. Yeah, Tantra will work to as long as this thing is going to be 
precious and cherished for me, I will be able to go to it to different routes. And some people have this flexibility and some people have less, which is all okay. Just like a matter of knowing yourself and knowing what is it that does it for you makes mm-hmm. the biggest difference, right? And then, so the mini movies would be the, so they're, those are kind of more like, you're movies are kind of like, like scenes, yeah. essentially the different ways, the outlets too. Like one of mine is also like, you know, being bent over the leg and, um, you know, being spanked, but then also like threat with some, you know, some anal threat if I've been bad or something like that. And I'm just like, you know, that, that's just one of the many ways. So what you're, you're saying here is you're getting clear on the feelings and we're having a deeper understanding of that. You're having conversations about that and then getting creative about the movies is what the many possibilities of what those can be. Yeah. And and some people really like creative and some people don't like creative. Like some people really like stick with the program. <laughs> okay. Like I really need you to do those two things and there will be oh, five things and you can be a little creative, but you know, like, so, which kind of tells us a little bit what happens if someone very creative joins with someone a little bit, let's more like stick with the program. I want to make sure to have some flow and consistency. And, you know, some people need much more predictability in the experience and some people are totally you know, like the adventure, as long as their feeling is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your, your feeling in your movies, I'm April? A lot more complicated, I think. <laughs> However, Celeste, I remember connecting with you on the special part when you were on our podcast the last time, because I love to feel like I'm special and the best and all of these things. But lately I've been craving this like romance. And it's funny because I feel I don't know, the inner Danielle Steele novel that I'd never read coming out of me or something. But uh, I really want that kind of to be blindfolded and led into a bedroom. And then there could be some other things like feeling free, like I don't have to think about anything. And then being like kind of just submitting and being maybe uh, tied up or and then just taking care of it. Ravished. I looked at the word ravished. I was like, yes, where I can just really tap into my own senses that are happening, hence the blindfold and, and, um, and not think about anything else other than the pleasure that I'm receiving. That's just a movie that I was playing right now. That's awesome. (laughs) I also want to share, we're just like starting to tell people about this. And since we're talking about movies right now, that we are in the process of co-producing with Here She Comes Productions, a television show, like a pilot based on our work and it's about like two up and coming sex and relationship coaches who are working with people and they're it's all about helping people find their core desires and find their hottest sexual movies and play you know like how to deal with all of the challenges of intimacy and stuff like that so we just want to spread this idea around the globe and we feel like television will be another medium to do that and um and we hope that that gets made you know the pilot is for sure getting made but we hope that there's actually a series that comes out of it so that people can really start to learn and grow around their core desires and their hottest sexual movies you know so much more pleasure in the world yes Mm -hmm. this is important work i it really is and it's really adaptable for all sorts of folks no matter what orientation or gender and i love this work that you're doing and the book's not coming out until november this is this is the book's coming out in two days from when we release this right release it okay but what's the date remind me it's coming out in, in two days in november 21st november 21st of 2019 so if you're listening to this in 2021 because this is an evergreen product it's out go find it so how can oh go ahead you have a question we can already pre-order the kindle version because it's already up on 19th and then the the paperback will also come out on the 21st so it will all going to be out there 
and, and so where do people find out more? How do they get your, I mean, we talked in your website, I you know, and to give them all the information, how they get your book and you have other books, Making Love Real, Confidence. Um, also, if they want to take your somatica training, if they want to work with you in your coaching practice. Yeah, all of our books are available on Kindle and Amazon and also Making Love Real is available on audiobook. That's our second book. And um, you can find out all about our training at somaticainstitute.com and then more about our coaching at celestindanielle.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for as I, as I already said in the podcast, for anyone that wants to get into the coaching realm or just do that personal work. I know people that have gone to you as clients. They've gone to other people that have trained under you uh, as clients, people that have done, many people have done your training. Um, and I've had many a friend that has gone to your training after I did. And, and I was there as well. And it's really incredible what you all do. Um, I can see uh, a lot of the different modalities that you're weaving and that you're create, you are fulfilling a need. You are, you created a, a niche that is fulfilling a need that, that is and was missing. And I imagine that this book is doing a similar thing. And, um, and lastly, one thing I wanted to comment on too, the piece that you said, this is totally kind of sidetracking or backtracking, I guess. You mentioned the libido piece and the erectile dysfunction piece. And I think that just, I wanted to just highlight that one more time. So many of our listeners send us emails about having low desire. You know, they think there's something wrong with them. They're broken. Same with erectile stuff. And we just did an uh, episode on erectile dysfunction, uh, which we, and I was in it. I was kind of wishing that we had, we had advocated more for the, um, what, what you, I think Charlie Glickman does, he says, and you all say too, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not an actual erectile dysfunction is more of a response to a dysfunctional situation to, to shame and all these other things, but just, to go back to that part about the, especially libido there too, you're, you are saying more so when people get more clear on who they really are as sexual beings, and then they advocate for that and share that and have that met, that you often see that the libido shifts, returns, comes back. This is, I mean, this is what I'm hearing you advocating for, correct? Totally. People definitely, uh, you know, kind of many times feel shame about what they want and they go into hiding and then they don't really get the sex that they want. So they, because they don't feel that it's okay to say that what turns them on. And uh, definitely when they start, some people don't even know what turns them on. So they, again, like walk in the dark. So with those tools, they can really, really go and find what is it that turns them on and also feel, I think a lot of the power of the book as well as the training is the deshamifying quality of it because we really like bring examples like you know everything goes <laughs> and it helps people feel like oh my god I have this we, we, we bring lots of the examples so people say oh my god I have this this is my fantasy exactly and here we are that's how I can talk about it to my partner it's not a big deal it's normal to have different kinds of feelings and needs and desires so when they come out and start to communicate their desires of course, they're going to get much more connected to their libido and what turns them on and might actually be able to, you know, get the sex that they want. So the reason people not having, not having those dysfunctions is because they're not getting the sex that they want. Mm-hmm. And I think women are really trained away from knowing what they want sexually, right? There's like slut shaming and there's a lack of sort of, it's like you're supposed to just wait until somebody gives it to you. And that's, it's almost like the romantic fantasy. Like you're not supposed to have to ask for anything. It's just supposed to happen. And all of that is so 
disempowering. And, and I think it leads to so much low libido for, for women, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, you know, the compliant caretaking mentality that with, you know, women being tra- trained or, you know, faking orgasms and all these things to caretake someone else's emotions, as opposed to really speak to what it is that they desire. And it starts with knowing what it is that you want and desire not everyone even knows that. So that's, you know, step number one there and, and then to learn how to communicate that. So um, super excited about your book. Everyone go check out Coming Together. Go check out at somaticainstitute.com. And thank you so much for coming on our show. It's been, it's always fun having like the return. Like they taught me so much. It's fun having them. It went way too fast. We want more. So coming together, I can't wait to get that book. Uh, all right. Thank you, Celeste. Thank you, Danielle. So nice to have you both here. And thank you to our listeners for being part of the shameless sex revolution. We adore you. We love you. We can't say enough great things about you listeners. So go get your core desires on and get this book. All right, y'all. See you next Tuesday. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.